powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. All right, Oilers fans, Zach and I are back for Game Over Edmonton in an absolutely electric game. A uh, big night for the Oilers as Matthew Kachuk and the Florida Panthers roll into town. But overall, that was one of the best games the Oilers have had this year. Uh, Drysaddle and McDavid with the overtime magic caps off a stunning Bouchard goal with 4.4 seconds in the third to tie it up. Uh, we'll go over all the scoring of this game. But uh, the Sunrise team wasn't the only guys that arrived in Edmonton. James Hamblin played his debut NHL game tonight and played well on, on the line with uh, Malone and Holloway. We'll go over all of that and the Oilers' injury trouble. But first, I'd like to introduce our sponsor, Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Zach, I know you are absolutely itching to get into this. We joined this Zoom call, and the first thing we did was laugh for five seconds straight. Um, what a game. What a goal. What an absolute goddamn event. I think everyone here in chat, I'm, I'm so thankful you guys are here. Uh, as you can tell, we're we're shaken with excitement here. Uh, thank you so much, MGD, coming back. Handshake line. Hey, well, welcome, welcome, uh, Zach. Do you want to kick us off with uh, just <gasps> goals in this game? I don't even know where to start. They come in, and I could before the game starts. You have all the injury issues, right? Ryan Ryan McLeod, a key per, a key player in the last game out of the lineup. Warren Fogle, key player in the last game. Of the lineup. They're missing Yamamoto. They're missing Evander Kane. That's four of your top nine skaters, right? You could kind of hear the excuses before the game. They had just gone on a hard road trip in New York. They had only gotten back for one or two nights, and then they're going right back on the road. I, I was playing a loss in my head. I was just planning. And when Kachuk comes out on the ice and you just hear the Oilers fans start booing him, like, I don't know... I don't even understand the booze for Kachuk, to be honest with you. Yes, I get he was a rat and he was, you know, pretty greasy when he played in Calgary. But, like, the Oilers bested him at every single point in his Flames career. Was there ever a point, ever a game that Matthew Kachuk played in a Flames jersey against Edmonton where he took the W? He was embarrassed every single time. He took, the guy took more L's than the actual Flames did. Like, <laughs> it, it, uh, he, okay, he hit Kachuk or hit Cassian twice in one game. I appreciate that because you know reignited the Battle of Alberta, whatever. But I just I didn't understand the booing. Like I get it, you don't like him. And his first goal, uh, Darnell Nurse. I don't know what he was doing on that goal. Gets down, kind of half blocks the shot. Beautiful kick pass right to Matthew Kachuk, who taps it right in. And full respect to Kachuk. What a beautiful celebration. Oh my God. The ear to the hand to the crowd. Rogers plays booze rain down on you. You could tell he was drinking it up, right? Oh, that, that like full respect for that celebration. I mean, game respects game, you know? Yeah, 100%. You said Matthew Kachuk is a rat. Uh, <laughs> MGD, Dylan in the chat, he's a turtle. You know, Matthew Kachuk 
just riles fan bases up and that's what he feeds off of i know what you're thinking like <laughs> rogers plays why don't we just throw him off his game maybe cheer him for some reason that would throw him off yeah, exactly hey, you gotta hate who you gotta hate man mm-hmm. there's there's something about makachuk that is just his his face is so punchable you know yeah of course <laughs> his mannerisms just insane that that you know we we want to see like calgary we want to see them fail but mm. i also now <laughs> through some transitive property just want to see matthew chuck get embarrassed it's amazing what this like he's like a marchand light now yes it's insane he's one of the few players that I, you just know when the boos are coming down that's when he's in his element and we don't have that evander kane to come in and put him back in his place right nothing's gonna happen to him he enjoys it he embraces it that that makes him better and you just knew like he was around it all night make no mistake he was he had some skinner had some fantastic saves on kachuk late in the game right like he, kachuk played good uh, but yeah, like that was, you know, he did get a lucky bounce off the block shot from Nurse. Nurse didn't play fantastic. The Oilers overall in the first period, I would say, they came out really slow. The best chance I thought was when uh, uh, James Hamblin came down and passed it right to Evan Bouchard for that shot. And it was a great save by Spencer Knight. But it's funny. I saw, I think it was Jason Adams tweet that the worst line, the worst Corsi 4 percentage of three Oilers who had it were Drysaddle, McDavid, and Nurse, right? So we're in the twilight zone in that first period. They came out. Got outscored, and then, you know, we move on. But what do you think of the first? I mean, you're right. Nurse with that first play was pretty rough. But I think he absolutely picked it up right afterwards. Um, Nurse and CC as a first pairing, that's what we got right now. And in the second period, in the third period, I think they did so much better that they don't deserve to be ragged on. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I think Darnell Nurse is is finding his element again. And he's in this slight transition phase where there's there's some mistakes where he's trying a, to do a little bit too much. He could have yeah. let, yeah, he absolutely could have let uh, Stu just take that shot. I, I mm-hmm. think Stu was locked in. He was absolutely focused on it. There was no need to go down and try to block it. And it ended up in the back of the net because of it. But by the end of the game, you saw Nurse making smart plays. You saw him wheeling out of the zone when needed. You saw him recouping with cool, or with uh, CC when required, especially um, on that one rush. I think it was Kachuk again when he was just streaking down. They just pinched him off. Nice, clean, smart plays. Yep. It's one thing about defensemen. When they do the right, smart thing in the defensive zone, you don't notice it. You just say, all right, that was a clean, clean break on an offensive chance. We're going back the other way. They did pretty well, I think, for the second and third in this game. The first, a little shaky. Uh, Absolutely. I think the first period was when our third and fourth line had to draw up energy. Because our third line with Hamlin with Malone they were they were actually uh they were actually rocking I think Holloway was only there for a little bit a few games but they were juiced they brought the juice to the Florida Panthers and that reinvigorated the rest of the team all you could expect and more all you could hope for with that fourth line was just to put some pressure on in the offensive zone and not give up a goal they did all that it looks like they all combined only played about 10 minutes exactly each right they weren't on the ice a lot but when they were, 
they were it, they were creating positives, right? They weren't they weren't a detriment. And MDGs in the chat said, "What did you think of the kid line? Holloway, Malone, and Hamlin?" I wouldn't consider Malone much of a kid. Malone's but, not really a kid, but hey, man, we'll give it, it to him. It was awesome to see Hamlin have his NHL debut. Like, let's just get out. We 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 actually discussed it was a trending topic today, but we discussed it a couple of weeks ago in Game Over James Hamlin's story, and we were talking about possible call ups if you remember. And mm-hmm. and it was awesome to see him get his debut, and awesome to see him play well in his debut. One guy I really like on Twitter. Be, at B. Kerlock. He, he says he follows the Condors and he says James Hamblin could be has everything in his toolbox to be the next Yanni Gord. So that to me really excites me. Someone who watches the Condors constantly saying that and knows systems really well. Uh, yeah, no, it's really exciting to see Hamblin. And that's his first game. They're a jitters, right? And if he can just build on this and play better and better, it'd be absolutely awesome to see. Like, I'm looking forward to see him get some consistent time. If when guys are healthy, I'm not taking James Hamblin out of the lineup. For me, Brad Malone and Devin Shore both come out of the lineup before James Hamlin does. So that was awesome to see. But yeah, as we kind of, you know, move forward and go on to the second, uh, the first, you know, whatever, they they didn't play great, but it, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, the Oilers go into the second and then they're, they start pressing. That's, I find in back to back games now, that's when the four check gets established. That's when all of a sudden they wake up, they start skating, they start hammering their opponent. They're throwing shots on net. Spencer Knight standing on his head and Zach Hyman comes down. Scores an awesome goal from a feed from McDavid and, you know, kicks it in the net. I said on Twitter, I will never complain about a goal that's ever been kicked in ever for as long as I live. Um, So, yeah, what do you think about that goal? Honestly, you 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 give and you take, right? Like, we, we saw that happen before. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say that it wasn't a kick. I think we just, we give it to the refs. That was a good call. But... You're right. In that second period, it started to pick up. The only thing that was, you know, a little bit of a, a rough spot was Malone took a, a cross-checking penalty, and it was yeah. a, it was a weak one. Like <laughs> I think Hornquist sold it quite a lot. Went down, stayed down. Uh, it looks like you want to jump in on this one, so I'll let you do I, I that. Just, no, I was just gonna on. say, I, I'm gonna, we can, you can continue, but Malone puts himself in that situation, right? He he lets Hornquist have the ability to. Uh, embellish that right because he cross-checks him once gets away with it and does it again and that's when it's called right that's that's always how it's been you know you get the warning you get whatever but yeah you can you can continue i just i think malone put himself both penalties were kind of undisciplined right even the nurse Mm. one at the beginning with gudas it's funny that one um could have i think in any other situation would have been a four on four they were they were both roughing but because the oilers had just had that five on three in the first which they didn't score on the refs it, it was very the roughing in this game was very interesting <laughs> it, it it seemed to like oh the oilers they get screwed on a call that you know should the 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 no goal at the end uh, the the the, the, high, the stick. high stick yeah yeah Oh, oh, all of a sudden, too many men on the Panthers. I noticed it was very even and very segmented, the calls. One call, the other call. One call, the other call. It was game management at its peak. So I mean, the the too many men, like, to, to be fair, we're jumping ahead, but the too many men, to be fair, on review was pretty evident oh yeah right? like but, he jumped the sixth man jumped on totally, the ice totally back but but as an oilers fan how many times at the end of the game have we seen that close call where the puck goes hits a skater on the bench and they let it go yeah. all the time right like you know sure. it's one of those things like i don't think that the oilers get that call if they weren't in the situations that were with the penalties prior right like i think the refs 
They were balancing the calls. Okay, the Oilers didn't score, but I I knew at, at this point when I thought they were losing, when the Oilers didn't score on that power play with like five or six minutes left in the game, that the Panthers were going to get a power play. Like the refs balanced it out. They were it was game management again. It was game management. Yeah, it's fine. It's how the NHL was, is, and will always be. Right. So we can sit here and yell about it, but the fact is the heart-stopping nature of this team. The only team that goes... I swear to God, they do it on purpose. They try to make the game harder for themselves. I don't understand. Why can't you just... Let's come out... Portugal early, a little bit of pressure hard. Oh, a pressure early, you win 3 nothing, and it's and it's easy. But they... they oh, my God. I make just it don't exciting, get it. Make it exciting by getting an early lead and holding it, right? Don't make it exciting by doing whatever this game was. Because oh. if you keep doing this, Zach and I are going to have heart attacks. We have to oh watch every God. game this season. Um, going back to the second period, right? We, we have that chance. Hyman kicks it in. Fine. Verhage takes a slash on Pugliarvi. I think Pugliarvi... At that, at this stage, I mean, we we have no one else, so we put mm-hmm. him on the first line. But I think Hyman did play better uh, on the first it, line today. Th- that's good. I, I just to say, I, sorry, sorry, but Jesse on the first line, I like in this situation. They're injured. They're you know, it makes sense. I don't. You don't want to have Drysaddle, McDavid, Hyman all on the first line, and with your injuries already, you're really overexposing yourself lines two through four, right? So I get that they played really well, even as well as they played. I still would tend to stray away from that and put Yessi back there, even though I do like him in a third line role. But anyways, Dennis, continue. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just going over. I mean, Hyman and McDavid seem to have this connection right like i understand totally that there's a little bit of you know spreading out the lines we don't have a lot of units right now so let's go ahead and spread out what we have but yeah hyman finding mcdavid with that uh, like a hundred foot pass Mm -hmm. uh the panthers were just sleeping on the best player in the world they just left him open uh you feel for spencer knight on that one just a beauty just how many times do we watch mcdavid score on that type of breakaway and we just go yeah that's mcdavid we see that every week seen it a million times before (laughs) it's a beautiful goal i on to the next one you know (laughs) yeah and then you know that going into the third tied 1-1 we we all thought you know this has been a good game this is an entertaining game to watch uh the third period wow that's Mm -hmm. when things absolutely blew up i mean kulak took a slapper uh went off hyman straight to barry barry's gonna bury that one (laughs) just swept it in what was he doing there though that's my question (laughs) like what dry side awesome Drysaitl rotated back so that Barry can go deep. You know, it's one of those things that's like on paper, this doesn't make sense, but they scored on it. One thing, thank you, MDG, in the chat for reminding me. 47 people watching live now, but only 11 likes. Guys, come on, please give us a like. This was an awesome game. Let's, you know, let's get that like total jumped up. Let's try and hit 30 likes. There's 50 of you watching now. Let's try and get that thing to 30 likes. Anyways. Hey, share it with your friends as well. This is one of the best games that that has happened in a while. Uh, oh. and it's just well, since the last game against the Rangers where they came back. <laughs> just an absolute. High, and, you know, you bring up a great point. Uh, there's one goal in between, but let's jump right to Bouchard's goal. Yeah, Bouchard was huge in the last game against the Rangers, and he's huge again tonight. I mean, just positive regression. 
positive regression right? just what a beautiful one-timer right like how many times have we watched just Drysdale do the same sort of one-timer wind up down on one knee but mm -hmm. when Bush is doing it oh my god that's when you know this this is the future of the team Bouchard, he has to have one of the hardest shots in the NHL hey oh yeah dude like the, I don't know how many defensemen want to step in front of his shots, especially since in the last little while, like you said, there there was a lot going into shin pads. There was a lot going into like the small of people's backs. Uh, he wasn't really accurate in the last little while. And now suddenly in the last two games, he scored three goals for well, us. Well, because he was his shooting percentage was in the toilet. He had one of the worst PDOs in the league. It seemed like every every time he was on the ice, he just wasn't getting saves no matter who was in net. And nothing was going in for him. Now he's getting a few saves and the puck's going in for him. And he looks like, you know, one of the steals out of the draft from 2018, right? Like, even though he was a 10th overall pick, he looks like this is the guy who can and will be an elite defenseman. Like, he... He is one of the most important pieces. You can argue there's an argument he's one more important piece than Darnell Nurse going forward. Like there, there is a there is a point to be made there. Now, whatever he his goal was fantastic. I man, when they're playing and the Florida scored and they and they go down, I just turned into the Joker. I was getting ready to rip this team into a new one, and I saw someone else say it in the chat. I had this exact same reaction. Bouchard scores. I just burst out laughing like the Joker. Like, are you kidding me? You couldn't make it any harder. Like, you can't, again, it can't be easy with this team. They're truly, as Steve Dangle would say, ruining my life. Like, genuinely. I, I, you know, I gotta go see a therapist and talk to them about this because it just is not healthy. Like, mentally, it is not healthy to do this every day. Can you imagine if we get into the playoffs, once we do these game over Edmontons live mm -hmm. in the playoffs, how much that's going to impact our lives? Like all day, it's just going to be thinking about what the next show is going to be like. Uh, oh okay. my God. We'll, we'll quickly wrap up the rest of the goals for tonight. Um, let, let's talk about the, the high sticking goal, right? We'll, yes. we'll talk about the, uh, the power play for the Panthers. Um, it's a high stick. We challenge it. It fails goes back the other way uh we get a penalty for two minutes at that point right we're oh. thinking this game's over how was it not dead in the water there like you had the odds not only did you have you you lose that heartbreaking decision where i think everyone across the board thought that wasn't a goal right everyone in their heads is thinking oh it you know the stick is above the crossbar it's not gonna be a goal i thought it wasn't a goal i tweeted out no way that's a goal i saw everyone no one even thought to think oh no because he didn't get it on net you know, it has to be, it's the shoulders that's your barrier. It's, it's shoulder, not the thing. Yeah. It, that, that to me is a Kale McCarr offside level, like technicality. <laughs> yes. Like, pick one way or the other. How does no one, we're all, everyone here is an insane hockey fan. And how did no one know the rule, right? Like that should, that shouldn't be the case. Like pick high sticking is high sticking. Not, well, gee, if you're in this situation and your stick is above the 45 degree angle to the North, it has to be, you know, six feet high, but your last stars align. Yeah, exactly. On the winter solstice, it could be six inches high. Oh, shut up. <laughs> high sticking is high sticking, dude. It, it's just uh, it's so frustrating. Then the two-minute penalty, I was honestly a little mad at Jay Woodcroft. I'm like, it was such a close thing anyways. Why would you challenge that and, you know, 
possibly miss that and put yourself on the penalty kill well, right if we go if we go back to um you know the oilers video coach uh jamie colleton he's he's been bang on the money for these calls i don't know jeremy Kupal. oh sorry Kupal. jeremy Kupal. oh colleton is a blackhawks head coach for my bad my bad <laughs> all good all uh he yeah he was absolutely he's usually right on the money with these oh my god so i don't know if if woody took his advice or if this was just an immediate reaction on the bench because you yeah. can see that you know Woody tried to to challenge earlier and the refs almost seemed to ignore it and he, they wanted to move on so mm -hmm. Woodcroft had to just motion back like hey no 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 like I want to challenge this so yes. I don't know if it's partially just the speed of the game that that was going on they they wanted to drop the puck again and we had to make a split second de decision or if it was actually something that was well reviewed and they went okay no this this is definitely something we should yeah. challenge it, it, we'll, we'll never know the answer but we'll never you know, know. It, it's interesting that you bring that up that's that's a very good point to be honest i didn't even think of it like that so yeah i i didn't even think of it like that but nevertheless it's all a moot point anyways, correct? Because Evan Bouchard gets us to overtime, and then in overtime, doesn't even matter. I, I, I Full disclosure, before overtime started, I had already written down in my notes, Oilers W, whatever. I went, I started getting set up for the broadcast. It doesn't matter. No it's team. Okay. It's free. No team. <laughs> like, if I'm the other team, I just go to the dressing room. What is the point of taking that face off? You see Sam Bennett fall down in the corner. Nurse sees Sam Bennett fall down in the corner. Shoots it up to McDavid. McDavid drives it up with David. Drives it up. Back of the net. Oh, my God. That absolute Mick, magic. Mick selfish he was not. Mick <laughs> selfish he was not. Passes it right to Drysaddle for the beautiful goal. OT winner. Like, this team, oh, man, this team, they're so good. They're so talented. Like, man, they're just, they're, oh, they're so good. We just, we them. don't go to OT that often. Like, that's nope. that's the only thing. If we kept going to OT, teams you, have to be like, all right, um, what do we do? Let's just double Mark McDavid. Like, you, you, yeah. <laughs> like, play with two defensemen on the ice. Honestly, yeah. like, what are you doing? But, uh, oh, wasn't it Turtle who fell? Oh, it was Kachuk who fell, yeah. Kachuk I mean, right. it, I come in 20 seconds before the overtime ended i came right here i didn't watch yeah, it again it, it's it's so it's so tough right like mm -hmm. once once you see the, all that open ice just when you have 29 97 on the ice you know that's that's their just absolute that's their zone that's that's their ice surface and no one is going to take away from that and and nurse is because he's played so much with both of them, Nurse just knows at the right times when to pull back, when to look for open lanes. Both Drysdale and McDavid know how to cycle and find these passing lanes for Nurse, and it's just an easy, easy snap win for the Oilers in overtime. Uh, yeah. We mentioned, we spent a lot of time talking about the goals, we mentioned the Oilers are in some injury trouble. Uh, it's tough, right? We have... Yamo go down he's in ir right now but it's retroactive so it'll, yeah it'll, it'll be interesting like, to see if he goes on the next road trip right then we'll know how close he is right so yeah, yeah. i mean people are saying one to two games maybe because he's skating on the ice he's at the practices uh that might be someone who's coming a little bit closer but it really hurts that ryan mcleod is down Right. Yeah, he's uh, apparently caught something in the leg during the end of the uh, Rangers. Game. I 
genuinely had no clue what was wrong with Ryan McLeod. His absence, the only time I felt it evident tonight, because, I mean, he played fantastic in the last couple of games, but for the prior 10, he wasn't, you know, on his game as or wasn't playing as well as he as necessarily could be. But it, his absence was really noticeable when that second power play unit was out, especially the first time when they were out. They have no transporter. So Jesse dumps it in, and it's a game of puck retrieval. And the Oilers this year have not been good at retrieving pucks and board battles. I know you're on a power play, so you do technically outnumber the team uh, five to four. But it's it, it still that power play wasn't that good. Uh, if, if it was me, if I was the coach, which I don't know enough to be the coach, um, I would make Dylan Holloway that transporter, right? He's, he's probably the second best skater or the third best skater behind McLeod and McDavid. And, and he can skate. He has hands. It's, it's when he's, you know, maybe not when he's put in a situation where he needs to be like, out strength in a battle Physical, the opponent yeah. yeah that's when you see like you know it's coming and you just got to age and grow and mature and whatever and gain some mass but that comes with time but that's where i would use dylan holloway i would i would have i would have had him at center because he's played center earlier played in the year center. and he played yeah. fine i would have put him at 3c over sure like you are in injury trouble you're missing skilled guys like Play your guys. If Holloway has a turnover and a mistake, like you've had a million guys make mistakes in games past. What's the difference if it's Dylan Holloway or if it's Yanmark or Hyman McDavid? Everyone's been having give us. Let's let we have an opportunity to put Dylan Holloway in a situation to succeed. Like, let's just try it. Like, look, there's no harm to it. And I get it. But to me, I, I actually am curious how much ice time did Devin Shore get tonight? He 927. See, so he, he did end up playing. He played two seconds less than Dylan Holloway. And as the three C who you know he um i i could see him coming out i would i i was disappointed tyler benson wasn't in the lineup to be honest yeah with you. i was thinking when he came up to he would also be in the lineup especially given how injured the others are right now but you know it seems like there's still a little bit of sheltering for holloway i wonder mm -hmm. if that's why he's he's getting you know protected a little bit but from all the post-game interviews, it seems like Holloway is not a guy that gets discouraged. This isn't mm -hmm. like a Jesse Pugliarvi situation from a couple years back. Holloway seems like the type of guy that just goes for it. He's always happy. He's always chipper. Oh, um, yeah. When he scored his first NHL goal, he was cool as a cucumber. Like, there's something about Holloway, and it, it, it almost... I hate always I hate saying this, but it's almost like a young guy that has the maturity of more of an adult, right? Mm -hmm. He he has made mistakes and he of course when you do, you feel bad, but you don't have to staple him to the bench because I think right now he's mature, he's at a point where he realizes with the support of Drysidal, with the support of everyone else on the team. Evander that, Kane. Yeah, Evander Kane instrumental happen, right? Yeah. Things happen, keep going at it, kid. And he's fully embraced that mentality. I think you're right. Throw him on. Give him a little bit of center time. The one fear is that as a center, you're also now thinking defensively, right? You yeah. have to keep your mark. He's done it before, not at mm -hmm. an NHL level, but give him a give him a shift or two, especially yeah, if it's a lower stakes. You know, it's the like end he, of a he game. Yeah, he played center um, the, earlier this year. It was just a four C, and he probably only played like seven minutes because earlier in the year, DJ Woodcroft wasn't playing him, but um we he is he was a center in college we know that he can play center and i, I and we're in a situation where you know if he can succeed there why not you know yeah. take a shot let him see another guy who i personally thought stood out to me and i look he only played all 11 minutes got 11 minutes of ice time was um philip broberg i really liked the pairing at the beginning with him and bouchard uh broberg 
you almost forget how good of a skater he is. And when you see him transport the puck up the ice, it actually really helps the Oilers with their breakouts. It was something they were struggling with earlier. And having another guy on the back end who is an above average skater really, really, really helps. I would love to see Philip Rober get elevated to that 15 minute a game mark, you know, play four, four or five more and bring Darnell Nose down a Darnell a bit down a minute. I think that would help both of them a ton because like you said before, it was a great point. Darnell Nurse, when he tries to do too much and when he has too much responsibility and all that kind of stuff, and he's a great defenseman. I love Darnell Nurse. I have his jersey. He he just he, he overthinks and he overcomplicates and he gets himself out of position. He ends up making a dumb play. But if you can lower his ice time, make him focus a little more on what he needs to do, I I think that'll benefit both of them instrumentally and in turn. Obviously, if your left side's significantly stronger, you're going to play a lot better because Nurse and Broberg, both elite skaters, uh Broberg and Bouchard they complement each other very nicely uh you can see in the defensive zone there's there's definitely a lot of like head turns okay where are you where am I where am I supposed to be they did they got caught last game they didn't I don't think they got yeah no they didn't get caught this game for a goal against yeah they played they played really well um yeah in a limited sample size it's just when the pairings have been shuffled as much as they have so far this season it it is tough right you you want these defensive pairings to start to gel and once they do they just know where each other are right Mm -hmm. it's the same thing that we saw when you know smith was out this year when smith who's so good at playing the puck he he can just absolutely handle some of the the dump ins and that puts so much pressure takes so much pressure off our defensemen and now you saw with with Stu especially today when he was going for those icing calls that weren't really icing calls the defenseman had to hustle back had to you know take a hit to make the play um it's it's kind of rough and i think this is all just a microcosm of the amount of defensive pairing switches I think the head head on a swivel type of thing where they're looking to see where each other are, that'll naturally work itself out. Oh yeah. Um, one it's other chemistry. Thing, it's chemistry, yeah. The the EA chemi. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> one other player who I think has, you know, a considerable impact given how he was uh, playing before he got injured, or at least day to day, was Warren Fogel, right? Warren yeah. Fogel has been out for two games now. We don't really know the reason why. I don't has there been a reason given? Uh, well, he missed this game. He got injured in a game, whatever happened against the Rangers. I'm not sure. One thing I just want to say quickly, because there was 52 people watching one more time, I just want to say, get us to 30 likes. Let's go. This is an awesome game, and we're, we're going to hang out with us. Give us your points in chat. Uh, we want to break it down with you. This is an interactive show, um, but we love having you here. We love breaking down games, especially games like this, games where Warren Fogle did not play. No disrespect to Warren Fogle, but this was a fun game. Uh, no, but Fogle, uh, I, I, he he was a great stopgap. He stepped up. He played awesome on that second line of the thing. I think hmm. whether, you, whether you have Fogle there, and Fogle, again, whether I can give him, I want to give him all the credit in the world. He scored goals. He played fantastic. But what Warren Fogle should be doing and what you want from Warren Fogle when you're in, you have an ideal lineup is you want him to create drive. You want him to drive a depth line. And that's something that he wasn't doing. And he frankly hasn't done so far this year. All of his goals, I want to say, came on a line with Leon Dreisaitl. And like, awesome. I, again, I cannot understate how good it is that you had a player step up in that situation. But ideally... You want him to be able to drive his own line and create and it, and it something that he wasn't doing. So hopefully 
Um, you know, he takes gets the rest he needs. I mean, the Oilers still need him. He's a more effective player than a, a, a Brad Malone, at least I think. So, right. yeah, like you, you want him back in the lineup. Um, and he was playing good. I wouldn't say he was playing great. Like the Oilers' depth overall this season, it's the the lowest depth scoring they've, they've ever had, had in the making yeah. era, right? So the only recently has the depth come on, and even tonight, like tonight. In the first line, I, we, we touched on it earlier. We thought McDavid and Dry, like at least I shouldn't say you. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I thought McDavid and Drysaddle had one of the weaker first periods. Their line was one of the weakest in the of the team. I thought, and I know I'm not a Devin Shore fan, but Devin Shore surprised me with his play tonight. Like they were consistently creating offense, especially Derek Ryan. Clem Costin was a little more noticeable. He kind of fallen off, I think, in the last couple of games. James Hamblin, Malone, Holloway line, like. The, you, you got everything. If you can get consistent performances like this from your bottom six day in and day out, you're going to win a lot more games than you're not. Even if your bottom six doesn't score, as I said this before, but as long as they don't leak goals. Um, yeah. I, don't I leak I, goals I, provide yeah. that energy, right? Energy. Like, yeah, that's, it's an energy type of line. It, you go out there, you rough some people up. That urgency, you know? That exactly. intensity. And, and you saw that, right? People... Mm-hmm. The Panthers didn't have much opportunity to hold onto the puck to really think about making what the next play was going to be when those guys were on the ice. They were they were rushing at him, especially Hamblin. I think Hamblin played so well for his first game. There was seemingly very little in way of jitters. Uh, of of course, the rookie skate was amazing to see. It's always amazing to see. Uh, there's just something about the way that he plays. Right. This mm-hmm. is what we saw from a previous Yamamoto, right? This is the yeah. type of guy that just, his engine's running, he's going at guys, he's smart He's smart about it, he's not mm-hmm. physically like punching guys in the face, but he's roughing them up a little bit in the corners, against the boards, and that drives pace. People hold on totally. to the puck a little bit less, and they're more liable to just throw a puck into a, an open area and just give it away. Yeah. Um, some stranger in chat asking if Benson played today. He did not play. Yeah. Um, he we is coming got, back from an injury. So, yeah. I think we also got Hater McDater. Sorry to cut you off. As you can say, Benson hopefully will get in next game. We got Hater McDater, uh, MDG, uh, and Travis Sodner all talking about uh, Stuart Skinner. Uh, yeah. What do you think of Stuart Skinner's game tonight? Honestly, I, I think we've seen better from Stuart Skinner, but that's that's also because he started this season just absolutely like a, like a barn on fire, right? He was just incredible, uh, making stops that you would normally think a, a starter would make. So yeah. he's he's coming back down a little bit, but hey, he's still posting. You know, like his uh, his save percentage right now is it sub nine hundred? I don't think I think it's still uh, tonight. It was eight ninety seven. Oh yeah, it, it won't go. It won't. He's played enough where it's this isn't going to drop. It hit an eight ninety three tonight. Uh, I could see it dropping a nine seventeen something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not one hundred percent sure what it is, but. What we were going to say before, or what I was going to say before, is it, it, you kind of expected this drop-off, right? Like, he was yeah. never going to play at a 950 for the entire season. And and I and MGG pointed out in chat, uh, Stuart Skinner didn't... I wouldn't... I would agree that he didn't really have much of a chance. Like, that bounce-off nurse, right, to get Chuck. What's yeah. Stuart Skinner going to do? Um, all, I think all the goals, like, there was a power... The power play goal... Um, I can't remember. Um, well, what was they're... the second? Oh, the Anton Lundell goal, the Anton Lundell goal, the tying goal. That right? one like, was a beauty, right? Yeah, it... like both goals. You can't really fault him there. And then the Brandon Montour goal was kind of a uh, broke. Wow. The like... Montour goal was really tough, right? Because you you have 
Barry sliding in back defensively to try to cover half the net, but then that also stops Skinner from having the usual amount of real estate, right? So he couldn't mm-hmm. kick over. Um, it's it's a tough one for all three goals. I don't blame Skinner for any of them, really. Yeah, and I I loved seeing you know on the first goal against Nurse give him a little tap, saying, "Hey, man, my bad." That was that was a bad play by me and Skinner just tapping him back going, no, no, like we got this. We'll pick it back up. That's what we like to see. Not, you know, Mike Smith yelling at our defenseman. <laughs> so this is absolutely fine. I think there's no qualms with the goaltending for me tonight. Um, we have some, you know, tough games ahead of us with this injured roster. Not to mention, you think about this is December. Um, they are on chartered flights, but illness flu it's always a a consideration in the nhl um sasha barkov was gone today because of a pretty bad flu i think yeah we're we're, we got to keep our our fingers crossed i mean we're already running a pretty thin lineup due to injuries well have you heard the, the the rumors that leon's injured like do you what do you think of those leon hasn't been leon you're right yeah there's there's some truth to it for example all the one-timers that we saw earlier in the game today you're he missed rarely... it, like four or five of them like wide he, i went yeah. to wide open nets but like shots that leon Draisaitl does not miss he was missing that on like on the five on three there you everyone knows they're what they're trying to set up for right yeah. my god my my grandma who doesn't watch hockey could tell you what they're trying to set up in that in this on the play but you're, you're passing to leon in his office that little the the circle there mm-hmm. you're you're seeing him flub some of these shots and some of them are going completely off target right not even on net um, yeah. more of them are going straight into goalies crests and yeah but to me wanna, i don't want to say that yeah he's playing injured well, though i uh, it's been floated on radio that the one thing i heard while listening to edmonton radio noon to two everyone knows what show i'm talking <laughs> about um is because to me, when I watch him, I'll first I'll say when I watch him, it looks like he's playing similar to how he played in the Calgary series, right? He's still playing up points, but he's not necessarily moving as he's a big guy and he's never been the fastest skater, but he's been like an elusive skater. And 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 he's not moving with that like swiftness that he that he usually has, right? He's you see him when he gets the puck on the boards he so he used to be able to spin out of that or deke his way out of but he kind of just goes up towards the blue line and is looking for a defenseman and it's just a constantly it's either he skates out of the zone because he can't cut back in or he's looking passes it off to nurse or whoever's on the left side right there there's those p- little plays that you see that drive settle normally would be able to make or get out of that he's not necessarily making at the rate that we've seen in the past i it's really tough to say because now that he is playing back-to-back games starting on mcdavid's line it be- it leads me to believe that theory that he is playing hurt a little bit more because they're trying to they're trying to make his life easier they're not making him play center and we knew he was injured in calgary every again everyone knew he was injured and that's why they did that so you could there i've heard the argument no they're just trying to spark the five on five offense both mcdavid and dry were struggling five on five for the last you know five whatever games and they're trying to make you just change it up do something different but there's also that you know segment of people who believe no, it, Leon's there because he's injured. And and, and it, I think it lends screens that he started there tonight because you're missing a center. You would think True. that you would want to put Leon back at center, but they didn't. 
because skating backwards again that defensive responsibility in the last game that line it's not like that line blew new york out of the water and they had you know 10 combined points right they weren't on ice for a goal five on five at the they've it was hallway mcleod pool area but that was all of the goals so i i would lend lead to believe that leon is playing hurt just for those reasons alone, right? They're missing a center. They didn't play. You would think Woody would want to have changed the lines or done something. Okay, because like, you know, you're always thinking you're always moving. You're always changing what doesn't work. And that wasn't really working. Even tonight in the first period, there was all on the outside. It was, that's what I think. And I could go on about this forever. But what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, some, uh, let's see, Lindsay in chat brought up a great point. All NHL players like kind of play hurt or injured in some way or another. It's obviously not some sort of injury that the team doctors think is enough to pull him off the ice, right? He's yeah. still playing well. He's well, still he's a skating tough guy. well. And Leon, yeah, Leon's a tough guy. He's a he's a machine. He's a monster, like, right? So you you mm-hmm. see that you know there's a couple of telltale sign that that maybe he's not a hundred percent but he's definitely playing well enough that he wants to be contributing right he's he he might have performed a little bit better in a second line role tonight but i almost wonder if it is just that sort of defensive mindset you saw on a lot of these plays he's peeling back he's trying to be the blue line guy um I don't know if if it's because of his his foot. I mean, that was the original injury from the mm-hmm. playoffs. If it's something else, you know, it could always be another like, nagging issue that we I never believe learned about. Like we all know he didn't get surgery and he has looked fine. Like he's not it's not like he's playing like okay, it's obvious something is wrong with him. Like there's these like little hints and little things that would lead you to believe, but it's not blatant right so you could go back and forth i i i I can't imagine it's what happened to him in the playoffs right like like you would think if if i'm yours leon dry a healthy leon dry settle is so important to you that at the beginning of the year you sit him out until he's healthy right if he needed surgery in the offseason he would have gotten the surgery the bruins they sat out brad marchand i think charlie mcavoy was out a lot of the year your best players you need them down the stretch, right? So you want you you at the beginning of the year. I know, like even now, the others are twelve and ten. Like not a fantastic record by any means, but without Leon Drysaddle coming into the year, I still would have probably thought they would be twelve and ten. Like you want him to be healthy. If if, if he's playing hurt right now, I honestly like you saw Florida had Barkov out of the lineup tonight. Like I think you could survive some games without Leon. Now, who knows? We're we're completely speculating here at the end of the day, right? We're not in the locker rooms. We don't know, you know, in the medical rooms what the doctors are saying. But uh, some awesome news. Uh, we have 30 likes on this podcast. Oh, I want to say Let's thank you, go, to guys. What a legend in the chat. Lindsay and MDG in the chat for pushing Counting it, it down. And I'd appreciate you guys enough. Thank you for being here day in and day out. We owe you guys big. And hey, if you're listening to this after the fact, after we're live on Spotify, give us a rating there. It helps a lot with us growing the show. Um, The YouTube algorithm right now is being a little bit mean. So if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like. It really helps us get our content out there, uh, especially to new markets. Um, Zach, we're we're running out of time here. Uh, I just wanted to cap off today's discussion with the Indigenous Celebration Night. Um, yeah. I know you're a huge Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. 
What did you think about those Turtle Island jerseys? Those are those are pretty. I sick. like them. I like them. If they uh, full disclosure, the I I I have an Ethan Bear jersey. I love my Ethan Bear jersey. Uh, I bought it. I think he played about five games as an Oiler, or he was traded. Or no, no, he was traded in July first. Uh, I bought it. I think I I bought it, and then he never played a game as an Oiler, oh. uh, which really <laughs> sucked. Yeah, but anyways, I I love the Turtle Island stuff. Uh, I thought it they looked really sharp. The logo itself to me is what really stood out. The like, logo it's is sick. Like like the, I mean, and that's why I love the McFarland jersey, right? Because it's just different. Like the Oilers are one of those teams. No matter what way you color it, every single jersey no matter anything it's always that same logo and to have something different like that it's just it's it's awesome it, it looks sharp i would love to see that like on that away jersey behind you swap out the turtle island logo i think it would look absolutely phenomenal so i i would love to see something like that come back you know yeah um, I mean, it's also it's also by, you know, an Edmonton indigenous artist, uh, mm -hmm. Lance Cardinal. It, it's such a great, amazing design. And like you said, it's different. But yet at the same time, it's still that like core yeah. Oilers motif. Right. You look at it and you say, oh, yeah, that's an Oilers jersey. Right. Oh, yeah. For that reason, I'm going to say I'd, I'd love to grab I'd love to cop one of those over the reverse retro i think oh, i i would I, love I, I, to have a, you brought up the mcfarland jersey i would love to have a turtle island jersey just because i i was around for that reverse retro or i was around for the original mcfarland jersey that, it's i take that logo but turtle island jersey mm, that's the jersey that, of the year they're, for me. they're gonna auction off those jerseys you can go cop yourself a uh, warm-up worn mcdavid jersey if you want um, I, I'm I, don't sure. know, I don't know if i can afford uh, a mcdavid i'll i'll go with like a costin you know I'll, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. james hamlin <laughs> i think hamlin's is gonna be uh, yeah, yeah, you're right brad malone that's gonna be brad the cheapest malone. one brad malone <laughs> there we go yeah, yeah. absolutely I, an amazing jersey, a great cause, uh, just a fun night, great yeah. pregame ceremony. I love nights like this. They're, they're always fun when they bring something together, whether it's hockey nights, fights, cancer, indigenous night, whatever. They're all, they're all a blast. I think Edmonton, that's one thing I will give OEG credit for. They 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 know how to put on a spectacle. Like I, I think the way they they host their nights, like, you know, credit to them. They they are they're really good about it. Like I want, I I believe the Oilers are the only market that does give a land recognition before every single game. I want to say I live in Calgary. I haven't been to a game this year, full disclosure, but I don't remember ever seeing one here. Um, I so yeah, I think it it's it's tough to say. Usually, I don't tune in to other Canadian market games. Uh, definitely the U.S. market. There's there's no chance. But in the Canadian market, I, I think there's only a handful of times that I've watched a non-Edmonton game from beginning to end. And I don't think I saw a, a land acknowledgement. Yeah, but could be wrong. We're just going off nothing. Yeah, we're Edmonton fans. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to all the other Canadian markets. Van, Van does it all. So MDG, MGD says in oh. chat. So yeah, there you go. Very Good for nice. them. Exactly. But yeah, uh, I, I think it's an amazing, amazing jersey. Like you said, if we could put it on a, a shoulder patch or if we could put it on just another uh, section of the jersey, a uh, little controversial. I mean, I the Royal Blues came out 
I'm gonna say Turtle Island jersey over the road. Uh, a, tur- a turtle, I would a Turtle Island third or fourth jersey is like something I like. Replace like I own one of them, but replace those god awful like navies they wore in the playoffs, eh? Oh like, yeah, I'd rather minimalist... Turtle Island over that. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they look like the pajama jerseys, the the the, the Taylor Hall rookie like ten eleven jersey, you know, with the copper and navy blue, just oh, so weird. That that's kind of what those remind me of. Um, but yeah, I I I think the Turtle Island logo is super cool. I I really like that logo. I hope at some point we get to see some sort of actual jersey where they are in play absolutely and with that we're gonna wrap up our show for tonight uh next game is against the chicago blackhawks at 7 30 mountain time and avery has that one so we will see you guys uh next i believe thursday with uh, zach and i and yep. avery will have the show on wednesday Thank you so much for being here, guys. Uh, Be sure to like the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a review. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube to the SDPN YouTube channel. Helps a lot. Thank you so much for watching, guys. And let's play Play La La Bamba, baby. Let's go. Good night. Have a good Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook.